Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Sophie Scott. And I'm James Gill. Our mission is to make wellness accessible to everyone. We'll be chatting with our favourite people. Sharing uplifting news stories. And delivering tips and tricks. To bring balance to your lives. Hello, welcome to the Balance Podcast. Our guest today is Kate Phillips, one of the great rising stars of British. I was going to say stage and screen. She's done. She's done a solitary play, but her, as she said, you know, she says this herself on the uh, podcast. But if you go on her IMDb, and I go, th- I go through her career so far, and it is absolutely eye-watering. So the the role for which she's most famous in my opinion, is, I mean, you, I mean, you could argue it's the Downton Abbey movie, but it's Peaky Blinders. She, she's Linda Shelby. So she, I would say that Kate is best known as Linda Shelby um, and has become such an integral part of that show. If you're not up to speed, I've got to be so careful what I'm saying, but I can say this and I do say this in the podcast. What an arc uh, that Linda Shelby has gone on. She was Princess Mary in the Downton Abbey movie. She made her... I mean, I don't want to spoil it because some of the stuff is just dynamite. Um, but her first role was in Wolf Hall alongside Mark Rylance. I mean, it's, you know, it's insane. I say insane. It's obviously richly deserved as well. But if, you, if you're like me and if you worry that if IMDb ever became paid for that you would spend every penny you've got going, going on there. Oh, and she's... Uh, her next project, she's front and centre... Uh, of an up- upcoming TV show called Miss Scarlet and the Duke, set in 19th century London. Uh, and she plays a detective, but very much in a man's world. Uh, she's such a, she's so talented. Uh, here we go. Wolf Hall, then War and Peace. I mean, we talk about all of this. Then The Crown. I mean, these are just like wall-to-wall bangers. Uh, anyway, a very special talent. Uh, a great person. I, I love Kate a great deal. Um, and this is, it's a bonus episode because it's today, the Sunday, the 8th of March is International Women's Day. And so just such a perfect person. And she will explain, uh, a project that she works on. I'll let Kate explain that. Um, so yeah, absolutely cock a hoop as I always am. Um, but absolutely cock a hoop to have, uh, Kate Phillips on the podcast one of the as i say one of the great rising stars oh there's a great peaky blinder bit of trivia that imdb would be proud of anyway here she is the wonderful uh, kate phillips uh, kate phillips congratulations on having 
one of the strongest CVs I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Jesus wept. Uh, well, I mean, it wasn't intended to start this, but straight out of the gate uh, from doing my homework. So you, the only person I can think of in the history of show business who got their first their first audition was it was such a key role. Uh, I think Tom Cruise's first audition was was Taps because because when he tells that story, mm-hmm. every actor goes. Part of my language, but they're like, oh, you fucking Because obviously for a lot of people, it's you've got to do like hundreds and hundreds of auditions <laughs> just to get a call back and all that. Sure. But am I right in thinking that, was Wolf Hall really your first? That was your first? It was, it, and it was my first audition. I mean. Um, uh, <laughs> I, um, I, it, it, t- it took me a while to, to, to kind of get there. I mean, it, I didn't sort of step out of <laughs> I, I, I would say I didn't set up out of school and um, nail, nail my first gig, but um, for sh- for sure I was really lucky, and I st- I do still think today how how fortunate I was to land that job, and I because I, I don't I don't think I'd be working today if it wasn't for that job and that gig, but um, yeah, I was in my my third year at uni, and an agent put me up for this role, um, which I think was actually quite far from me. This kind. I, I, I I do feel like I'm I'm a bit shy and and I'm a bit hesitant, but also I do like to play quite sort of bold and um, sort of uh, you know charismatic characters. And Jane's you know the opposite of that. So and Peter did tell me in my audition, Kosminski, who directed the show, that um, I was completely wrong for the part. So I had to completely change and adapt in the audition. Um, so yeah, I I was very lucky to to get that part. I think. I mean, I meant it more from a a an interest. It's like an interesting bit of trivia to yeah, someone yeah. like me. When I read that, I was like, that is incredible. <laughs> but then also, um, what a feather in your cap because what an I mean, this is less. This is more like hero worship and less a question. But what 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 credit to your talent? What a testament to your ability that they clearly saw something in you to to do that i mean that's wonderful well i think that's i think that says a lot about peter kosminski because he does tend to hire actors that um perhaps are very inexperienced and um and you know don't have a, a long cv to back them up and um i i can't you kind of wish that more people did that really i think he um entrusts you know these young um actors to kind of you know jump into roles so uh, he changes a lot of people's careers i think is that because sometimes if a if a instantly recognizable person is in something it can take you out of the show especially if it's a, a period piece yeah maybe i mean you know when you when you have a big star you know there's also the confidence that um they they're, they're going to do the job because you've seen them do it in the past um so you can entrust them in the role um and Presumably, they're going to be really good actors as well. Um, but um, uh, I don't know. I think for for Peter, I think he he likes to be a champion of people. Um, so that's that's part of his thing too. So what what, what is that like? Because I know you know a lot of people might do some short films first to get them used to uh, mm. life on set. But what's that like when? Because because that for a first gig, it's not just um, it's not like it's just a medium sized show. I mean that's that's one of the biggest shows of, of recent years. But what, what was that like for you? Um, it it was it felt huge at the time. Um, <laughs> I 
I I just have it was actually a very beautiful job. I mean, I think the BBC um, produced it wonderfully from start to finish, and it it, it having such a huge ensemble, um, they they really took care of everyone. I think from the beginning. So we had a couple of weeks of rehearsals, and part of that was sitting around tables and and reading scenes with with Peter and and other cast members. But also we had like Tudor lessons. <laughs> oh, so, hang on, please. Go on. <laughs> so that there be like. Like, actually, I, I maybe I, I couldn't attend for a couple of them, and and they recorded them, so they they'd send them to people who couldn't attend, and because um, I was still at drama school at the time, yeah. Uh, and uh, 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 sort of Tudor experts would come in uh, and teach you how to use a knife and fork, or, or or in fact, not a knife and fork. You'd have to use your fingers and your hands and stuff, but it you know. Was it your left? Was it your right? And how would you you hold your napkin and all those kind of things? So they wanted to be very specific, um, and so that was kind of a, a lovely thing to 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 feel like you were part of a company as well. Certainly, someone who's done a three year training um, to prepare you for the stage, jumping into a TV job that feels very much um, like a like you might experience in a in a rehearsal room felt really important and 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 I'm sure and I think that's how Peter likes to work but also that's Mark's background as well Mark Rylance's background so I'm, I think he probably really encouraged that being part of the process what do you learn from someone like I mean um, I think of all the things I've ever seen live Jer- Jerusalem you know maybe number one what, what, what's that like with uh, working with <laughs> uh, well I, I I do think having that that role be my first job was was a bit of a gift really because you you've got this really shy nervous meek and mild character and I could and I and I felt all of those things on my first day um and I I remember doing these scenes opposite Mark and um just being completely absorbed by what he was doing you know even when <laughs> it's not on him he's completely engrossed in in the scene and and you you feel very much like you're playing together he's incredibly generous as an actor so um i think you have to be careful not to just do him <laughs> you know sure. you sort of want yeah. to start you know, absorbing his energy and then playing it back to him, and of course, you've got to kind of stay in your lane. Do you um, do you become better for working with someone like that? Hell yeah! But also, I think what's what's really important on a job, and has and and certainly was on on Wolf Hall that I got to observe how you know Claire Foy was working and 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 you know Mark and and uh, you know Damien Nurse and and actually you know. It's one thing to observe their skill and talent and, and the way they're attacking their characters, but also the way they're behaving on set. So um, yeah. you learn very quickly the kind of actor you want to be because, to be honest, the acting is the easy part. It's the how do you manage all the social dynamics and um, how do you manage all the, the you know the scary stuff in between where you perhaps you don't know how to talk to that person or, or what can you ask for and what, what you know what can you expect um and they're very well behaved people and very cool and um and I got to spend a bit of time with Claire as well and you know she's just a great laugh and yet unbelievably professional and good at her job so you can be all of those things whilst being you know you can be good and nice at the same time. One thing I'm too fascinated by is what people do for downtime on sets. 
Oh, okay. So th- there's a there's a game that I I ended up buying for myself um, after we finished that job, and it's called Pucket. And I, I I think it's like a Tudor game, but it obviously isn't. Put, I'm writing this down. Pocket. It's called Pucket. Yeah. It's a game with sort of eight counters on each side, and it's on on a board, and you will sort of there's a little hole. But there's I mean, it sounds absurd, but it is the funnest, the most addictive, and also the most stressful game you'll ever play. Um, but between takes, this game was being played in the green room with like I've got still got pictures actually of <laughs> um uh, of cast members dressed up in Tudor garb just getting hysterical around this game but ultimately you want to get rid of all of your counters but you have to pass them through a hole in the board and you spring them using a, a like an elastic band um it it, it it's uh, it's amazing and I still play it to this day so um but Mark in, uh, introduced us all to that game and so you've ha- you, you've passed that baton on to I've never then. bought it onto other sets, but I play it at home. <laughs> right, <okay. laughs> like a classic after dinner game. Super Although fun. actually, I can't play it. It makes me too stressed. <laughs> it really does. It really does. And I'm really, I've got to say, I'm very good at it. But I, I'll just, I'll play one game and then I'm out. I'll win and then and I'll say I can't, I can't engage. What? Because you're getting too worked up. Oh, it, it. Honestly, honestly, anyone who's listening, just give it a go, and you'll know exactly what I mean. Because. Um, yeah, it makes my anxiety levels too. I have to sit, God, I can't wait. sit down and lie down afterwards. Yeah, uh, appropriate for a four-year-old. Um, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, it, there's a little bit. There's a little bit of skill involved for sure. Um, oh, but you know, I, four-year-olds can often surprise surprise you with what they're capable of, right? Yes. You, do you have? Is this your? Is this your four-year-old? Four, with a four-year-old and an eighteen-month-old, I'm aware that okay. the eighteen-month-old. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Might, it's a little bit advanced for yeah. <laughs> but the four-year-old yes surprises us uh, every day. We're going through the back chat phase at the moment. Oh really? Which I find hilarious. Is it only just started? Yeah, pretty recent. <laughs> but I think it's the funniest thing ever. So I have to sometimes like leave a room. <laughs> what, what kind of stuff do you? My wife will say something, and uh, I'm sorry, I've turned this into a therapy session. <laughs> My wife will say something, and she will give back chat. And the 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 last thing you're supposed to do is find it funny because you're validating the back chat. Sure. I mean, God, it's it's sure. it's hilarious sometimes. But I mean, no, that's twenty parents listening. I'm sorry, I'm out, setting yeah. a terrible example <laughs> there. Um, now, with the show, how did that how did that change things for you? Because I, I imagine that's a show. As you're walking down a street, are you get are you getting? Oh, that's that's you from. Mm, no, I I don't, I, don't, I didn't experience that. Right, um, and it's very difficult to know the impact of of. Of what a job has on your career, um, I, I'm I, I'm confident that it, it opened up um, doors for me, and that I was seen for other jobs that you know where I might not have otherwise been seen for. Um, and you know, who knows? I I was I've been told that the the people who made the crown that I then went on to go and work on after it had aired had seen my work in Warfall. So you sort of get a sense of. Uh, you know that having been a stepping stone for that next job, um, yeah, I think I think it I think it was very helpful. Yeah, are you are you able to ever? I know in life it's important to smell the roses, but not for not for too long. But are you able to to at least uh, pat, I guess pat yourself on the back because because the fact that you nailed that first job has obviously had such a, a, a positive impact and everything that then, that then comes from that. Because obviously, has that if that first job doesn't go amazingly, 
you, you know, you could you can almost uh, hinder the career before it's properly got up and running. But the fact you knock it out of the park like that, I mean, it's it's yeah. But I don't think that has a lot to do with with what I brought to the table. That I, I mean, I think Wolf Wolf was such a success. Um, uh, uh, it was just such a fantastic drama, and uh, and I and I played my little part in it, but. Um, yeah, I I, can't, I don't think I can take the credit for, the, for take the credit. I take, take the credit for the whole of Wolf Hall's success. Yeah, that's, no, that, that's yeah. perfect. <laughs> that modest. Um, um, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, so then, does so does War and Peace come after Wolf Hall then? Yeah, I did. I sorry. Yes, I did. I did. Well, I went up. I went up to um, Leeds to do um, a, a play. And you, we did uh, the Crucible, Crucible, which was um, the only play to this day that I've done. Which feels very weird because I, I, I uh, even prior to going to drama school, I, I was at university. I did a, a huge amount of theatre, and that's kind of where I, I feel even now like that's my home, the rehearsal room. Um, so to have only done one play, um, did you study in Leeds as well? Yeah, I, I did a university degree. Yeah. So I'm, fr- I'm from Leeds. You see, that's why. I'm, oh right, whereabouts? Uh, Horsforth. Uh, near Headingley, <laughs> right? I know. Yeah, well, that's the student student centre. Yeah, yeah. Um, how how was that? Uh, I, I I I love Leeds, but I'm also aware that because I've been in London for the best part of twenty years, and so it's almost like <laughs> it does feel like the day I left was the day Leeds turned into this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it has stunning. It has. But I even I noticed that having gone to uh, uni. Um, Gone, then moved to London, got into drama school, spent a few years in London, then going back up to Leeds, and it felt like a completely different city. And I think what, like five years had only passed by then. But um, what was remarkable, I spent three months doing a play in in Leeds, and and uh, having moved from being a student into an adult by then, I learned more about the city in three months than I I had in three years. Yeah, so true, isn't well, it? Well, you know, you're on your student, you're completely blinkered you took the words out of my mouth yeah because as a student you're pretty much doing the same stuff yeah. day yeah. and day you go you, you go to the it, same places yeah. and then when you go back as an adult it's not not a very interesting existence <laughs> not when you... it, it probably could be but i think you have to be a certain type of person i was a young 18 year old and i just yeah just i went with the i would think i sort of went with the uni vibe oh totally uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, what were your what were your memories of Leeds? Um, well, uh, uh, oh, um, I love the canals. Yes, the canal system there is is so beautiful. Um, anything with a bit of water. Um, when I went uh, back up to Leeds and we we did the the, the crucible, I am. Um, I was super into cycling at the time, so I would head out into the dales, and we used to go to the cow and calf in um, oh my, Ilkley, in Ilkley, which was even when we were at uni. Actually, we stayed, we used to drive out and just do. I think you could do like a fifteen-minute walk up to where the rock is, and then go and have a pub lunch. <laughs> but you felt like you got on a walk. It's so beautiful, though, isn't it's it? So, it's so it's it's like nowhere else. But it's a, it's stunning, and it's a, it's incredible that you you know half an hour to. 40 minutes out of the city centre, you can be in that landscape. Are you based down here now, I take it? Yeah. Would you, You'd never go back up there? Uh, never live up there. Um, I never say never, but I don't, I don't, I can't, I can't see that happening anytime soon. I saw when we get, when, uh, if the family go up to Yorkshire and we're going on, say, a walk, mm. very rarely, I'm making out like we're family fucking ramblers, <laughs> but on, on the very rare occasion, you do, uh, you know, it's easy to think, oh, it is amazing up here, but, if, 
I just can't see myself leaving. I love London so much. And it's not a great thing for a northerner to say, but I think it's I think it's the best city on the planet. I love yeah. it so much. Yeah. And when you get a taste of the countryside, sometimes you do, it's, you think, wow, like, I don't know how you could ever leave it. Yes, absolutely. It's a different pace, yeah. So, so, then, so then after the Crucible? Then I, then yeah, then we um, did War and Peace. And we shot that in Lithuania. We stayed in Vilnius. Oh my God. A, a, a gorgeous city. And I'm really pleased that I work there, but I haven't been back um, since, but it's definitely on my list of places to go. It's and, and probably wouldn't have been somewhere that I've thought to have gone either. And just sort of outside the city, you can go to these um, sort of uh, lakes, which have sort of datches is that right they have i'm gonna say yes it makes you ultimately whatever is described in a a checkoff play is is exactly what you experience when you you know in the height of summer the reeds are sort of rolling into the lake it's 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 a really stunning beautiful um place to go i'd I'd really recommend it and and they you know they have real seasons it's very cold winters and stuff um yeah but I, i didn't have a huge part in on that show but um I dipped. I dipped in and out. We spent. Uh, we, we spent a bit of time in St Petersburg too. So by um, so by, by now you're just thinking um, this this acting gig is a is yeah, that like, I hoped it would be. Yeah, it's like super amazing. <laughs> um, people have people do. It's funny when people ask me about um, period costumes and stuff on shows and and talk about how fabulous the the, the, the clothing uh, the clothings are the clothing the cl- the, the clothes are the clothes are. Um, and uh, I'm always a bit like, well, yeah, I mean, that's that's what happens, right, when you're on a show. But I, of course, I've only ever done period drama. So I forget what, what it's like for most people. You're just wearing a pair of jeans, whereas I, I've never well worn a pair of jeans or a T-shirt on a job. It's just it's always like some kind of fabulous outfit of the time. So I was going to say this much later. Is this just a... I, I mean, I'm answering my own question. Is I guess this is just a pure fluke, the period drama thing. I think it is, yeah. I mean, it's it's not for want of trying. I mean, I I do go up for pit, for, for contemporary stuff. I just don't get. I, I can wear jeans and a t shirt. Yeah, I could. I can. I promise you. Look, I'm wearing it now. Um, um, yeah, I I I don't know what it is, but I, the the truth is, I'm not complaining because the jobs I've done oh, have been really great. Mate, honestly, if you're if I'm you're ever, super into them, if you're ever down in the dumps, give us a call, and I will. Uh, uh, honestly, so so to the listener. I mean, this. If I wasn't, if I wasn't looking at the, if I wasn't holding the list, I would be applauding this as a body of work. So, in in chronological order: Wolf Hall, War and Peace, The Crown, The Astronaut is a Short, My Mother and Other, Little Stranger, The Alienist, The Aftermath, and then we'll come. I mean, I guess the show that that really changed everything, and certainly in the Gill mm. House turned you into a, into a household name. Peaky Blinders, uh, the Downton Abbey movie. There's the English Game coming up on Netflix. And then you're the lead in an upcoming show, Miss Scarlet and the Duke. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, well, when you put it like that, yeah, I, I, I do, I do feel very fortunate. Yeah, they've been some really great gigs, and all, and all from various different periods of, of English history. <laughs> <laughs> do you um? Do you have to? Do you have to swat up on the time? Uh, yeah, you can. Um, I'll ask, that, I'll ask that question again. I like that okay. t-shirt. You shouldn't be. You shouldn't be. I know, but it's, it's one good. thing to wear it in the house. No, it's but great. I like it a lot. At the age of forty-one, I still I still read no, Batman uh, graphic uh, novels. I'm, I'm trying to get the, the two girls into 
comic books whether they like it or not. <laughs> Heartbreaking. It's that indoctrination. Um, so there is a show called... That's your prerogative as a parent though, isn't it? You're allowed to... Oh, that's like... a bit of gentle brainwashing. Never yeah, hurt anyone, did it? Yeah. There is a kid show called Teen Titans Go, which is DC comic characters living as teenagers in a flat. And that... Both girls adore that show so I'm, I'm certainly on the right lines you know. you're winning yeah absolutely I am, I am winning yeah wife seems fine with it as well um, so you know given these are, a lot of these are well they're all period pieces do you is there much homework involved do you, you know you to try get into the character and try feel your way around a project yeah, I mean that uh, you know whatever d- job you're doing, it there isn't the opportunity to immerse yourself in the, the period of the time, um, which I find really interesting. Um, I, I when it comes down to it, though, I often find it, it's great for you, and it, it gives you the confidence to kind of maybe chat around the subject, and there'll there'll always be that little bit of extra texture that you know you can bring to the role. Um, but I often find that it's in the script that you you find all that stuff so um that's that's definitely true for the most recent part that i've played which is miss scarlet and the duke we were shooting that over the summer and and perhaps it's because i had a, a it's the biggest part i've played and um the the biggest challenge was just essentially getting the lines down and i, I find <clears throat> that's the best kind of research you can do like really knowing your lines uh and understanding the rhythm of your character and kind of in- investigating you know where you can go um within the the boundaries of the script and and perhaps only then can you sort of do a bit of improv after you you yeah, know, you know sure. the rules but um you know, for that it's a it's a Victorian drama set in London, and you know I I loved reading about how to become a Victorian and and what was it like for women at the time. But um, you know, and you you find some really interesting facts. But ultimately, like you're like, okay, so what's what's happening today? What's the, what scene am I in, and and how can I play with the actor that I'm working with? So, so how was it for a Victorian woman at the time? Um, I get I get the feeling that's probably very cold. Um, and which is, you know, we always had a fire on in the living room that, that um, my character, uh, where my character lives. So I'm not quite sure how authentic that was, but um, a, a chapter that I found really fascinating with, with, was the one on um, female sanitary wear. <laughs> so women didn't wear your archetypal underwear they just didn't have it they used they sort of had these floaty briefs so they had to be sanitary towels had to be suspended from your shoulders what i know oh hang on a minute that, that, that gets one of these <laughs> no i know right and you're like well done women because that must have been so uncomfortable oh and and appalling actually so you know those kind of things are lovely but um not useful when it comes to playing the character. It's great detail. I mean, that's great. Uh, as somebody, as some... Maybe it's a little secret you carry into the scene. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, for the research, I do. I do the research because I really, if, if you enjoy it, um, and I think it's it's great. It's great. And actually, the truth is, yes, do it, and and it will always it will something will crop up and it will give you an idea for something, and it, and it means that there's loads of avenues. There's always an avenue you can go down because you you know you're like, oh, okay, well, what about that? So. Maybe if I excavate that idea, then maybe I'll find something interesting. And then does it make you feel more authentic in a way if you have that stuff in the back pocket? Yeah, for sure. I'm. I'm. Makes you feel more confident. Makes you feel like you're. You're. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You're more of an authentic person. 
in the world. I'm sorry to take us down this sanitary cul-de-sac. Yeah. So how how would this work exactly? I don't know. So, <clears throat> so we're both miming wearing attached, something over okay, our so shoulders. Okay, so presumably the sanitary wearers is is placed in where you can imagine and then it's attached with string uh and that string uh it goes over your shoulders the reason why but I presumably wouldn't stay in place no and 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 why and women probably couldn't do very um you couldn't do you couldn't be active in your movements one reason why i'm giggling and i'm i'm sorry for oversharing i wonder if i'll take this bit i think i've done some oversharing well i, I was emptying the my parents came down to. I've really the little voice in my head's going, James, don't even. My parents came down to stay, and they're in their sixties. They're not au fait with recycling. I was doing the recycling, and wondered why my wife had jumped about a foot in the air because my mum had put a, one of the <laughs> sanitary towels in the. So I'm holding this thing and look at my wife. Oh my god! <laughs> You're holding the sanitary where? Yeah, she'd put it in with the paper and the plastic. Oh right. Yeah. So, well, that's. I mean, Corona has got me washing my hands <laughs> enough already. Yeah. But I mean, I feel like they'll never be clean ever again. <laughs> yeah. No, I feel for you. <laughs> I mean, it's it's tough holding your own sanitary, your own soiled sanitary. <laughs> but, wear. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, poor <laughs> yeah. mum. I don't think she listens to the podcast, so I, I, think, I, I, I think I'm safe with this. What now? So, so I, I know a bit about this show just just from uh, from reading about it. Please, it, it, it. I guess it seems like quite a fitting show, given that given this is a we'll put this out for International Women's Day. But um, it feels like a very timely project. I know it's a project piece, but yeah, it does feel timely, doesn't it? Yeah, um, it yeah it does. So you know, you've there's a woman, a young woman uh, living in Victorian London, um, trying to make it um, as a private detective against all the odds. Um, it has you feel like it has everything that you want in a period drama with this sort of authentic backdrop and. Um, all those, those characters that you envisage, but it has a kind of um, contemporary, uh, upbeat tone to yeah. it. Um, this is the music's quite twangy. Uh, it, the clothes I was I was wearing, I I had pockets in my skirts, which is completely inauthentic for the time. Um, I think they, I think every, the creators wanted to make it um, the kind of drama that that felt very relevant aesthetically for. The, today um but also you know the stuff we're talking about in terms of what this woman has is is has to come up against and what her obstacles are they don't actually feel very different for women for today it's still part of i mean it's now part of the conversation um you know she has a glass ceiling there's only so far you know she can go um and she's constantly having to prove herself in this man's world do you you feel you know from your vantage point your vantage point that that I absolutely don't have. Do you feel things are are improving in that regard in terms of uh, variety of roles, quality of roles, quantity of roles for, yeah. for, for women? Um, it's remarkable how, how things have changed in such a short period of time. Um, and I think what's exciting is that the conversation is being had now. Um, it's a, it's a very serious conversation and, and, uh, in a way that I, I don't think we could be having this com- we would have been having this conversation five years ago sure. um and the challenge now is to is to keep that up and to to, to maintain that and um um you know not get complacent and think well we've got a few female leads here and there <laughs> yeah. so ah job done job done <laughs> yeah. and, you know and and i've and i've been part of an organization called um era 5050 which is all about creating gender balance within the industry and certainly up until a, a year ago, the stats were uh, two to one 
men outnumbering women two to one on screen and on film and stage and in kids tv outnumbering girls by three to one bloody hell men outnumbering yeah and which i think is the truth is it's is to the detriment of both sexes um when you've got little girls and boys growing up seeing a distorted view of their world um on kids tv and they're just not seeing women in in the roles where they are actually performing in in days apparently in in doctors doctors are actually sort of 50 50 in terms of uh this how they in real life on screen and television we we put a distorted view of that far more men are playing doctors than they are than than women i mean it's it's sort of we so we've still got a long way to go and and it's it's fantastic and very important that we celebrate where women uh, are stepping up. Um, but it's about maintaining that and keeping the momentum going now. And that has an impact, doesn't it? I mean, I've got, I've, I have two young girls and, you know, let's say they, now we, we do try to limit the screen time, but if they're watching stuff and they're seeing, certainly on kids' TV, men outnumbering the women three to one, they're going to think that that's the norm yeah. in society, aren't they? And it has a huge impact on, on uh, what, what you believe you can do in your life. Absolutely. I mean, when The Hunger Games was, was released, yeah. um, the number of little girls applying to do archery just went through the roof. You know, the impact yeah. of, of, of seeing yourself or your older self participating in something you know it, it triggers stuff in the brain and and that's what you you know you feel like that could be part of your future that's that's what i can go and do it's you know this the narratives and the stories we tell uh you know they can change people's lives so why not for the better how did you get involved in the the 50 50 well it, it came at a time where i i wasn't doing a huge amount of work i had a lot of time off and i felt like i was twiddling my thumbs i i, I wanted I wanted to get out of my head and and do something that wasn't just about me and I and I I understood that there was this organization near 5050 that was meeting at the National Theatre every Friday morning um and I thought I might I might just go along and go and have a listen to what they they they're doing um and I did and it was I found it so empowering listening to these really bright women um chat about what they were trying to do at the time and I sort of saw an opening and I realized that maybe I could get some people together yeah. and um uh get them involved as well and and I did we 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 worked towards a, a massive launch at BAFTA um where we uh invited lots of um uh producers and and uh, big heads of TV uh, companies and we we filled the room and we essentially did a sort of two hour presentation on like this is these are the stats this is the situation and this is where we want to go and I and I think it had a massive impact so now the task is how do we keep that up and how do we keep communicating the the issue really and um, keep things keep the momentum going I mean this isn't a question but may I just say a huge and heartfelt well done I mean no, I, I'm I'm just a uh, one of many mm. uh, uh, people who are, have been um uh, working away and in fact I I haven't really I'm, I'm around I, I I chat to them often um um but really I, I've done very little and it's I'm fascinated by these I'm, I'm in awe of these women that have just every day continue to keep the ball in the air um, I mean, the, the new project. How 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 lovely is that to be to be 
the the lead in a show. You know, having done great supporting work, but then when you're you know when you're the the person whose whose character name is in the title, I mean that that must that must feel great. Yeah, it yeah, it's awesome. I I feel like it's I don't know how it came about really. <laughs> the, well, I mean, the, your, I mean, your body of and I'm trying to I'm sure, asking like your life coach here. But <laughs> but, the, but I was I've I yet I was still not you know I was I've. I wasn't going up yeah. for lead, you I know, and I haven't yeah. been. And and actually, this job um, was sent via my my agent a year before we started shooting, um, and it was kind of an the offer was on the table, um, and both she and I. <laughs> I can say this now because we we filmed it and, and <laughs> yeah. I feel very safe in my in, in my. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry, and some well less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs. United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Relationship with the showrunner and, and the whole production team, but um, both she and I were like, "What? <laughs> this is like a really great part, and 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 it's the what the lead." And um, yeah, she was like, "I don't really know." I think they weren't fully funded at the time, and and I was very surprised that they wanted to get me on board in order to then you know um, you know sell it really, um, and yeah, I I jumped, I jumped at the chance to be honest. Um, so, and I, I share it with a, a wonderful actor, Stuart Martin, who plays the Duke. Um, you kind of meet Eliza Scarlet, this woman, at the beginning of the series, and and towards the end, it, bec- it becomes you know he he sort of comes on board a lot more, and and I and I really enjoy watching it as the the two of them have more of a um, a shared experience, and you get to und- get to know him a bit more as well. But um, it yeah, I, I've I, I absolutely relished it. It was great. So, what you said earlier about the the, the crew thing. So, uh, previous guest had done a, a project with Tom Davis, who's the, who's the star of King Gary, and he'd, he'd seen how Tom was with the crew, and mm. he whether it was a runner, the director, the producer, Tom chatted with every single person. And this the, the, the lad I'm talking about is, is a comedy actor and comedian called Nick Helm, and it sort of like changed Nick's outlook on everything. It was like, oh god, are you the same sort of thing? You you you. I get, I get the impression that you're similar in that. You probably have the time of day for everyone, you know, to help the working day tick by that much uh, smoother. I yeah, I I feel you know um, yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, everyone's doing everyone's doing 
their job really and and an actor's got a very specific job and uh, you know that perhaps you need to prepare in a different way maybe you need to take yourself off and get, get you know get yourself on the headspace but ultimately we're all working yeah. towards uh the same thing so i everyone needs to be supported and and be given the respect that that they you know quite really and uh, and they they're their road so and we're all part of and also for me being on set and the crew and the director and and everyone on board it feels like we're all part of one company um which sort of feels like you know again like what you would expect in a rehearsal room um so i don't i don't really understand i find the hierarchy thing quite difficult and the status the the status thing in the industry is an interesting one and how to navigate that is 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 a bit of a challenge i find my mind is always blown when i hear the stories of you know, person X behaving in a certain way because I just I love hearing the stories, but yet you can't. I I almost you can't fathom how that person's ended up thinking that that is acceptable behaviour. You know, mm, mm, given mm. that everyone's got a job to do. Yeah, and 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 everyone reacts differently under stress, and um, uh, and perhaps should be forgiven for what you know for for some behaviours and stuff. But um, yeah, I'd, yeah, I I you know there's. You just try to be nice to people, really, don't you? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, now then, if, if 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 in the Gill House and how, houses throughout throughout the world now, if you want to name your your favourite TV show of recent years, mm. the, the words PQ and Blinders will will, will spring to mind. So <laughs> and hopefully together and in that I mean, in that order. You know, I mean, maybe from different <laughs> shows. I don't know, but yes, because that that other show, Blinders PQ, is um that I mean, it's, it's doing really well. It's it's, it's underrated if you've not <laughs> if you've not caught it. It's on Amazon Prime Video. <laughs> um, so first of all, how, how did that come about? Because that isn't just a show in Britain. That's not, not just a big hit in Britain now. People around the world. Yeah, uh, it's incredible. The, the it's incredible what's happened. Um, that show came about again. Uh, audition came my way. Um, <clears throat> and t- to be honest, um, I, I, I loved I loved the show at the time. I, I knew the show. It it was still kind of in its infancy it was but by that by the time i was auditioning for it it was it's the second season and it it wasn't totally. it wasn't it was more sort of a cool it wasn't thing. a household name no it was it um, was not everyone knew about it it was a bbc2 drama that was doing really well but not everyone knew about it um but uh I, and i just thought i'll give this a go but this surely this is too this is far this is too far from from me i i can't, I, I think i'd done a brum i attempted a brummy accent at it, it drama school and, and and told never to to do it again. Um, and trust me, you'll never need it in the future. Yeah, yeah, you'll never need it. And uh, but yeah, I I I jumped in and um, Tim Milentz auditioned me, uh, and thank God he thought I was right for the part. And that I also I think you know you really do feel like the stars align that. You do appreciate as as you as you go on that the decision making process is really just because those two people in the room thought you were right. Anyone else or other people could have you know gone sure. for the other woman. So um, yeah, I'm, again, I'm very grateful to Tim. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, and I remember doing a terrible job in the audition. I was incredibly nervous and I couldn't stop shaking. And I thought I wouldn't give the job to me. So because, <laughs> because you're thinking. Because I'm thinking, I didn't give a you know a perfect, seamless performance. But you, are you shaking because you're thinking if I get this, this could change my life? 
No, I wasn't thinking that. I, I, I actually, I think it was a time when I was finding auditions very nerve wracking. Oh, no. And it, and oddly, I think, I, I, you know, the the the, the sort of as the years go on, I do find auditions they don't get easier. I wonder whether they get a bit harder. When I first had a drama school, I found them quite. Yeah. I was like, yeah, whatever. Sure. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um. And I don't know what it now I start, I'm looking at myself in a different way or uh, I feel like there's more expectation, there's more pressure. And oddly at the time, you know, of Peaky, when I auditioned for it, I was I was working on The Crown. So in a way, I I could have approached it with a bit more more lightness, thinking, oh, I'm employed, I'm fine. Sure. But I, I attacked it uh, uh, with real fear, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I, and it was a project I want to be a part of as well. And, and perhaps it was because it was a character that felt quite... Um, away from me now, now as someone who's read every self-help book going and as i mean before a gig or before a warm-up or before uh going on stage whatever it might be i have put in place a system of things that i have to do to either combat my nerves or get my yeah. head in the right place so i, I will share mine with you so i get teased on the circuit because i'll always uh-huh. have uh, a bunch of bananas in my bag <laughs> so i have to have a pre-gig banana what, is it the potassium settles you know i read that it's good for i mean now I'd, I'd be scared to reread in case it's not true but so so in my head this is this is good for me so banana tick uh i asked my oh, it's embarrassing i asked my yoga teacher for a good stretch she gave me a stretch so uh what are we talking a downward dog or a oh, you're doing you're doing a uh, you're doing called? a cobra it's a basic... cobra it is yeah. cobra yeah. it is cobra cobra <laughs> open the chest up yeah a few deep breaths genuinely if I get there early enough visualisation techniques yeah. stand at the back of the studio or the gig watch, my, watch myself having yeah. a having a great one and all of that I mean it's you know it's a lot of admin before <laughs> before going on did you but did... worth it oh t- I mean yeah. absolutely yeah I mean I've been told you want to be careful with bananas because there may come a time where you don't have one and you'd be going, oh my God, where, where, where are the bananas? Um, but <laughs> or you did, don't have time. Or don't have time. I mean, that's, that has absolutely have happened. You, have you walked on stage with a oh. you know, banana between your teeth? And, you know. <laughs> no, that'd be the dream because I'm thinking I'm, I'm good to go. <laughs> uh, but no, there have been times where I haven't had one. But have you, the reason why I shared all that, have, have, did you have to do anything to... Uh, to combat the nerves or any tips or anything like that for right so i got really um in i got really interested in into mindfulness um yes. for, for, for a while and i still am um and what i understand about mindfulness as well is that it's something that you practice regularly and it's not just take you know it's not just going oh oh here's the first aid box um something's ha- something's come up yeah i'm feeling anxious now i'm just gonna quickly do a bit of mindfulness it's something you kind of you essentially need mm. to get a foundation in 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 it um, but maintaining that, I I find uh, you have to be very very good, and um, I definitely I struggle sometimes to get a routine. I'll, you know, I do my stretching and um, I do my a little bit of yogi Pilates stuff. You know, I, I try to at least once a day, well, once a day or a few times a week. And but to be mindful with it is is actually very challenging and even just a few minutes a day it's remarkable how you struggle to find three minutes a day to sit down and just do a bit of mindful breathing but i really believe that over time it can just transform your life um and i did some i went on a, a a transcendental meditation course um they give you a little secret word which you can't tell anyone yes. and it's something that you um you would repeat in your head for a few minutes 
ideally 20, 40 minutes a day, two sessions of 20 minutes, which I kept up for about a month and then I never did it again. Um, I sometimes return to the word, but for no more than a few minutes. Um, but it's something that I, I know is there and I think is is really helpful to return to and just saying it out loud makes me think I need to find the time this afternoon just to do a bit of breathing and, and I know loads of other actors have done it and it's 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 good for nerves but it's also really good for concentration in work when you're when you're in in when you want to immerse yourself in the world of a character as well and just be very focused within you know that mindset and not to be distracted with what you're bringing um um, and particularly helpful, I've I've been told by some actors that um, really good for like emotional scenes and stuff. So, did, like, I really want to cry in a scene, so I need to do mindfulness. <laughs> no, that's amazing, though. Did mm. did I mean did TM did, did would you say it changed your life? Um, well, like I say, I'm not practicing it right now. Um, but uh, yeah, I think I think it's it's think I, yes, I do. I have seen the impact of it and I think it can really settle your nerves and it just it just like stops all the busyness and all the nonsense and yes. all the you know and particularly in in an industry and I and I'm sure lots of industries suffer from the same thing where you're constantly comparing yourself um there's no sense of real career momentum in this job you're you know it's it's quite a reactive career where you're waiting for the next gig and um it's very easy to to kind of look upon yourself with that third eye yeah. and um, it's really important just to keep keep kind of rerouting and get that inner scaffold oh that's such a oh I'm keeping that thank you very much <laughs> where, where did you do the course I'll, t- I'll tell you what uh, Brittany runs a marathon we had Gillian Bell and the director Paul I forget his surname at the time I was thinking about um, converting to Catholicism right? right because of this guilt that I seem to have been blessed with and the director said, you, "No, from what you're describing, you want to do TM." And so he, what's it's TM is? Sorry, transcend- right, right. Sorry. <laughs> and so when you're, so the fact that you're saying it now, I'm thinking, why am I not going on this course? So is it? Well, I did it with a guy called Will Williams. Yes, we've had him Have on this heard? podcast. No, yeah, yeah, he's great. He's great. And so actually, you did the, the TM truth course is, with like, Will. yeah, and the truth is, like, what's Gosh, great right. about these things is, you, you know, if it doesn't work for you, then at least you've just, it's, it's. It's not the be all and end all. It's like a. It's like a. Here's an option. Here's here's something that might help you. And there's no one that's telling you that you're going to die if you don't carry it on. You yeah. Know what I mean? it, it's just another tool in your. I was going to say it's your, a nice arrow in the quiver. I don't know what the arrow in yeah. the quiver means. I said tool in my pocket, which I no, don't no, that's think. better than arrow in the quiver. Trust me, I don't know where I was going with that. Um, now, Peaky, oh, crikey! If you, I mean, if you're going to talk about a character arc, I mean, what's happened with with you and Peaky? I mean, yeah. what a, what a gift that is, eh? I mean, that's, yeah, that yeah. Must... I, I've loved sort of work out where she's that's one of the great art I, I can't think of a more exciting <laughs> I mean I used to watch a lot of Coronation Street so I've seen some great arcs down the years but I mean you've got and that's an absolute yeah, beauty yeah it's just very it? complex lapsed Catholic Quaker um, turned drug addict <laughs> uh, and then sort of in then back into recovery it's been very exciting when you signed up for the show did you have any did you have any clue uh, that things were going to head the, the way they were heading because obviously when you come in, the character's doing one thing, and then obviously where we are now, I mean, yowzers. Yeah, no, I, I, I did, I didn't see it. I didn't anticipate it. Um, so they don't give a clue. They don't say, "You're in for a treat with this role." I felt like I, 
I felt I knew that they had plans for her, but you you don't really know what those plans are. And, and presumably, I don't know how Stephen works. So I'm sure they're still, you know, in flux, you know, that presumably that those storylines are, are always, uh, a, you know, it, they're going to change. Um, maybe, you know, particularly in that as they're in development over a course of years, he's, um, but uh, yeah, I, I went into it believing she uh, was this um, devout religious woman. Um, but you tell Anne that she kind of adopts the peaky ways. Yeah. That was so exciting. Yeah. I loved it. Um, and yeah, you, 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 I felt like you just want to get part, yeah, part I, you want to have a bit of danger about you. And, and, and the, the, so many of the characters on the show have that element of them so to, to to be able to draw that out in linda was was really exciting i must say whenever you appear on whenever you appear on screen in peaky and i know i'm i'm i know i'm speaking on behalf of a lot of viewers here you sort of rub your hands together you're like oh i can't wait to see what she and i, and I mean that's such a that's nice. such a heartfelt compliment to your talent i, I do i do get some a, a lot of like, oh, I hate you and Peaky. <laughs> but but, in, but surely in the greatest, like, so, like in they, Ga- they, they love to hate me. Well, maybe Ga- that's that's the. In Game of Thrones, Cersei was my favourite character. Yeah. Right? I mean, maybe I'm the only person on the planet who feels this because I loved watching what Lena Headey was was doing with that yeah, role, and yeah, and I feel yeah. that I'm not I'm not saying that you like Cersei, but I, I have that similar relationship where I I couldn't wait to see what you were going to do next. You know? Oh, great, great, yeah, yeah. I mean that wasn't a que- that wasn't a question that was just me going you're brilliant. <laughs> um Thanks. do you think um <laughs> do you think part of it was uh when they when they saw you in the show they were like hang on she can do the lot here we can we can take this character into you know what I mean it was like in a fo- to use a football analogy they they realized that they'd made a bit of a star signing <laughs> and they thought we can give her loads of loads more heavy lifting here. Well, I I do, I I don't I don't know what their process is what Steve's process is but um it's that's a lovely way to think about it really all the way lovely way to look at it but um yeah who 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 knows who knows I'm putting you on the spot here can you? Is there any peaky trivia? Because it, in a way, you know, you know, people used to get obsessed with like trivia from, say, Star Wars or you know, uh, Indiana Jones, and now peaky. You know, you've got these peaky conventions. It is the sort of show where you've got these diehard fans, people dressing up as the. I mean, I've worn a flat cap for years. I, I used to think I was unique before peaky blinders. Way yeah. before peaky. <laughs> now the world and his wife are wearing flat caps. Um, is, there, is there any uh, peaky trivia or? Any sort of peaky facts you you could share with our our listeners? Uh, the the one thing that I I I have enjoyed over the years is um and and what season did we do it on? I remember, we've done it a few times, but the the sound the the, the um uh sorry you have to cut this bit because what is who is who's who's the amazing singer that um Nick Cave? Oh yeah. So the thing that I I have loved over the years is when uh, the Nick Cave soundtrack to the show is yes. is is played on loudspeaker on set, as we'll do a kind of what will turn out to be a slow motion approach. Of course, we're walking in normal speed, but the music will be played, and you just feel oh. so unbelievably cool. And I that happened in the, the, my first season, season three, and it was only until that point. Did I think I'm on Peaky Blinders? <laughs> and in fact, it will happen even 
you know, you know, now and I'll, and I'll be like, let's get the music on. Oh, let's feel so like we're good. on peaky because you you do you want to you want to you want that cool moment. You want to feel cool, don't you? It's great. I never felt cool in my life. <laughs> That's the, listening to that is the coolest I've, I've probably ever felt. Um, I get the impression from that show that there, there seems to be a real sense of. And I, I'm basing this purely on being a, a fan, a real sense of community and, and family. Is, is that the way with, with that show? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, and actually it's quite a sprawling family. Uh, you've got this uh, in in a Shelby hub, but there's loads of other sort of cast members that are sort of in and around. Um, and so it's, it's and often I'll, I'll do a, a whole season where I'm just working with Paul Anderson. So I don't yeah. get to sure, of course, you know, yeah. touch base with yeah, everyone yeah. else. But there are moments where you're, uh, you know, by the trailers or in the makeup truck and you just sort of, it's lovely actually just to see people or there's your share a few drinks in the hotel that night and stuff. So it's, it's really, it, oh. it feels very, yeah, it feels like a real family. It's really nice. Heart, I look for, yeah, I look forward to seeing everyone. Yeah. Oh, that's so much. My heart, my heart is swelling. So I know we've got, we've got to go soon, but, um, you sort of touched on it earlier. When you when you joined the show, Peaky Blinders was the sort of show where if you were chatting with mates, you'd go, oh, have you seen this Peaky Blinders? No, tell me about it. You know. yeah. And then we have all seen this show grow into this phenomenon. How's that been like? Because you've, you've sort of had front front row tickets to, to that whole experience. Uh, yeah, it's felt uh, uh, um, amazing. I think it's very difficult to... to, to, to know what that is when you're a part of it it's very difficult yes to yeah see. yeah although um funnily enough i don't get i don't really get recognized for the show too much and i i don't know what i don't know you know I, I don't have a huge part in it either so but i think perhaps with the hair and the the costumes or whatever it's not what people you know people see you they don't expect you know you to be a character from peaky blinders so they more <laughs> often I'll be part of a conversation where people are going on about the show Peaky Blinders and they're like, isn't it great? And and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and they're not talking as though like I'm I'm a part of it. So are you joking? I do know, but so I do also get to, to kind of <laughs> I do I do kind of get to enjoy people's enthusiasm from um a place of like just being enthusiastic towards the show. So uh, yeah, I I have I've witnessed it and it's it's nice. It's a it's a really lovely thing. And also with that show, it's just a sea of love, isn't it? It's not, yeah. you know, some shows people take to social media to just to say how much they dislike it, which you know seems an odd waste of energy. Whereas with Peaky, it's just, um, you know, it's a phenomenon, isn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah, and actually, I, it's the the love from the fans. I think <clears throat> are, are surely a, a huge part of the reason why we're still going. I mean. Um, we were at the NTA Awards only very recently, yeah. and that's a um, voted by the public. And um, Peaky came first, and yeah. Killian got best actor. I mean, and I, the, the the truth is, the the fan appreciation and the public's appreciation is 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 why we've moved to BBC One. It's because the ratings are so high. So, um, you when you're part of a show like that, you're so grateful to the fans and to the viewers and um yeah it's definitely it's lovely it's lovely to to bask in the love good for you yeah um so beyond peaky miss scarlet is there is there is there a project that you're allowed to share that's coming up uh there's a show called uh, the english game which is it which is a, a another julian fellows i think he's got um an, another show coming out on netflix wow. this month um What's it? Um, it's um, I, it's just on the tip of my tongue. 
Here we go. Julian. It's, um, what is it called? Is that signal down here? Are you ready? I don't have signal in here. Here we go. Oh, it's so annoying. It's on the tip of my tongue. Uh, do, do, do. Belgravia? Belgravia, yeah. Do you want his team in there? Yeah, that is. He's got another show coming up, hasn't he? <laughs> um, I believe he does. Um, uh, Belgravia. He's been very busy. Oh, um, so, yeah, the English game, I think, is, is out in, in March. And uh, so, yeah, I worked on that last um, summer, which was lovely and loved, you know, after Downton Abbey, um, you know, jumping on board with another project of his. Um, again, another period show. Um, almost uh, exactly the same time as uh, uh, Miss Scarlet and the Duke. Um, sure. Late 1800s. So it's my era. Corsets. <laughs> the, I feel that the, the 2020 will, will be 2020 will be your year of the jeans and t-shirts. Yeah. Well, I just slowly start making. I, I, I'm quite interested now in doing something in the 60s. <laughs> I've got the hair for it now, so I feel like I'm just trying to. I'm putting it out there. Yes, definitely. Um, the question I always forget to ask is, what what do you do for balance? For balance? Yes. Um, well, great question, because in this job, I, I said already earlier in, this, in, in the show, like, you know, the acting is the easy bit. It's all the other stuff that's, like, difficult. And, and particularly when there'll be, there'll be weeks and days when you're not working, months even, and... Um, um, finding something that is rewarding and gives back that isn't the job um that you know often doesn't give back you know is is so important so um lots of different things over the years i've been super into uh, pottery love a bit of sewing um making my own clothes um the truth is i love heading out walking around london heading over a bridge listening to an audible reading books um, I've gotten really into swing dancing recently, um, which is um, is great. Where do you go swing dancing? Social. It's um, it's for it's part of a, a an organisation called Swing Patrol London, and they've got classes everywhere, and they're awesome. I've been doing it for years actually, and uh, yeah, after drama school as well. It's it's like the fir- the only time where you're in a room with lots of strangers and you're actually kind of up close and personal in that space. But the cool thing about swing dancing is the people who go aren't like, it's not like you go to pineapple dance studios and everyone there, you know, you think, oh yeah, yeah, I'll go to like, I'll go to that dance class. And and you realise you really don't know how to pick up the routine and it's very stressful because everyone there's like a pro dancer. Whereas you go to the swing dance classes, people are good and there's plenty of people that are great. Not everyone's an expert, but they go because they love the period and they love like the 20s Charleston or they love um, the music for the 40s or, you know, whatever. And and they just kind of want to immerse themselves in that. So you're actually world. living the period life as well then? I, yeah, I, I am. But we, you know, we all wear trainers and leggings and stuff. <laughs> Very cool. Kate, I, I can't thank you enough. That was awesome. Thank okay, you so great, much. Thanks. Thank you. Thank Brilliant. You. Amazing. <laughs> Bless you, Kate. That was great. Huge thanks to the wonderful Kate Phillips and for making it uh, such a special episode for International Women's Day. As I say, it depends when you're listening to it, I know. Uh, but today is uh, Sunday the 8th of March, which is International Women's Day. Huge thanks for Kate. Huge thanks for Kate. Huge thanks to Kate. I mean, for Kate, you know. Um, and, fa- and again, as always, thank you to the people who made it happen. We're always super grateful at Balance. Thanks to everyone at... Uh, 
The team at Fora, the wonderful techs, I don't thank them enough, and I, I should thank them every episode. They are absolute angels. Um, I, I mean, I've t- I'm turning, um, characteristically turning this into my own acceptance speech. Uh, as ever, please spread the word. Tell your friends uh, we are at Balance LDN. Sharing it on the socials helps like you won't believe, as does a thanks to those of you who've left the five-star reviews, a, a positive write-up. God bless you. If it's your first one, check out the back catalogue. As well as Kate, there's Romish Rangan, Nathan Lee, Mac, Ricky Gervais, uh, Patricia Arquette, Regina King, uh, and many, many, many more. Uh, thank you as always, and I'll, uh, I'll see you soon. Bye, bye, bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.